DraftSociety.com presents a Premier League Draft Fantasy Podcast. Welcome to the Key Pass Collective. Your exclusive source for the information, analysis, and advice you need to dominate your fantasy leagues. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Welcome, draft heads, draft whatever. I've run out of uh, superlatives for for the community. Uh, And so is Joe Williams, who is not here. Um, He is fulfilling his civic and patriotic duty um, during his uh, jury duty stint. So uh, I am going to be hosting this one. I am Ryan Barnes. I am joined with uh, Toddy Andor, of course. Um, and we are the audio companion to the TDS uh, website, which has everything you could possibly want uh, regarding this draft game that we love, ranks, stats, articles, um, plus the uh, inner circle features for folks that can spunk five bucks a month um, on all of those additional benefits. So we have player projections, weekly RS rankings, um, fixture difficulty tracker, set piece taker tracker, Um, personalized confidential uh, trade advice Uh, you email us your question we'll uh, get back to you shortly with uh, some really good analysis and advice Um, and of course my personal favorite the ghost point tracker and the accompanying article so we have everything you could possibly want Uh, you already know this drill we are uh, three quarters of the way through the season so this is nothing new to you folks but um, still wanted to to shout those out Um, but now I will welcome in our boy Toddy. Uh, what's going on in Budapest, man? All good, all good. Uh, fortunately, um, nothing major to report. Um, no news is good news. It, it is, it is that kind of situation. No news is good news. Um, luckily, I've managed to secure another weekend getaway for the international break. Um, so we're going to sunny Spain with the family Uh, I'm trying to score some tickets um, to see I I didn't even know that I thought I thought the um, national team didn't play in Barcelona for some unpatriotic patriotic reason but but uh, I just I just checked just to be sure and they in fact are playing in Barcelona against Albania uh, oh on, wow! On, on the weekend that we're there, so in the uh, Espanol Stadium or the the Camp Nou, and uh, not not the Camp Nou that that would be uh, the yeah. Cornell Prat. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to, it's a brand new stadium. It's supposed to be really nice. I'll be yep. interested to see um, how it is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bit it's a bit um, far away from the center, but I think yeah. I think I'll. I'll try to swing it. Um, it's it's a, it's a it's a decent early enough game. I think it's half past seven or something like that. So I think I'll I'll take my older daughter uh, <laughs> to the game with me. So that should be that should be good fun. That's awesome, man. I'm very jealous. Um, have you spent much time in in Barca? Um, I've been a couple of times. So this is yeah. gonna be very chill for me. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going with the family, so. 
it, it it will be a bit of a logistical nightmare but 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 i'm not i'm not fussed about uh, as long as we can get some tapas and and the san miguel keeps fl- flowing <laughs> then i'm then i'm good don't don't sleep on the cruise compo man it's a little cheaper but it's it's just as bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean honestly uh, if if i'm buzzed i don't care <laughs> that's yeah that they're counting on that no that's that's awesome when you've uh, been to a place so you don't have to feel stressed about seeing the big sites and you can just really enjoy it so yeah that's that's great and Barcelona is amazing so i'm very jealous have have fun yeah yeah i mean we'll probably do do one more pod before uh we go uh we're going next friday i think so but yeah yeah um it's it's gonna be good it's gonna be good fun excellent excellent well speaking of pods um we're gonna do things a little different today uh we're gonna take you through a little bit of um analysis and preparation for game week 30 um Tati's also gonna walk you through a few things that you want to um you want to know for rest of season after we get through this game week and then we're going to introduce a new segment uh called true or false um and we'll hope we'll hope our um resident podfather has enough um time to whip together a little i'm hoping hoping he has some b-sides from andres that we can i don't know do a a deep fake or uh throw some auto-tune on it to to make it uh snazzy but yeah we'll we'll figure something out um and then if we have enough time we'll do we'll go back to one of the old favorites where we know we have a good jingle for uh the last straw so that's what uh that's what we're gonna do today um so yeah let's let's get to it so game week 30 um blank filled game week only eight teams uh play this game week Leeds wolves tomorrow um arsenal aston villa uh on saturday and brentford leicester and west ham and tottenham so we've talked about this in previous weeks um a lot of your prep should already be done you should have started to sneakily uh, get in some of these folks um prior to this week um obviously like all of these um game weeks in which they're they're shorthanded um taking a look at your opponent and planning accordingly is key if your opponent has a ton of um players for this week and you a few weeks ago didn't maybe you take the l and just start uh building up your uh arsenal for lack of a better word uh for uh, later game weeks if you feel like you have a chance, then you should have started uh, acquiring some some folks. But um, essentially, it's a very tricky game week, and uh, yeah, you're just going to have to get as many in as you can and and, and hope for the best. So our our uh, long lost brother uh, Draft Genie has uh, written in uh, some advice from uh, from afar. Uh, he's saying if you're pretty much dead in the water. As I've mentioned, that's one of the strategies. Um, look to pick up players with more um, rest of season value than uh, a random uh, a Marty stream, which 
Yeah, I, I told Jeannie in, in our private conversation that even if I knew that Lester was going to get a clean sheet, I don't think I could bring myself to stream a Marty. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. that tells you all you all you need to know about him. Um, but essentially, his, his advice, which I think is, is uh, very sound advice, is if you have no chance of winning this game, start to get in players for the double game week in 31, in which I think it's Burnley and, and Everton. Um, that double that week um, or start pick up uh, players that uh, that have some good fixtures uh, coming up so that's really the the play uh, this week but um, yeah speaking of, of future fixtures Todd do you want to take us through a, a few of um, your pieces of advice for rest of season yeah I was I was gonna have a look at a bit a bit uh, about the rest of the season and 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 some speculations on how the fixtures are going to fall. So as of today, um, before the first game starts on Friday for the blank game week thirty, Leicester have twelve games to play in the upcoming nine game weeks. So they are guaranteed three um, doubles at least. Um, one of them is 33, right? And one of them is that we know 33. Of? Yeah. So um so I think for the for the short term, so if you are in a situation where you're chasing playoffs uh, in a playoff league or have have um decent looking fixtures in your in your head to head matchups, then four teams uh, tower above the rest for the upcoming few game weeks uh, and these four are Leicester, Arsenal, Everton and Burnley um, Leicester and Arsenal are in a similar boat they both play in 30 and then they both are likely to have a double game week in 33 um, a, a bit uh, less exciting is Everton who blank this upcoming <laughs> game week uh, and then double in 31 but then mm, they do not double in 33 and Burnley as I mentioned um, as the fourth team to target um, they blank in 30 and then double in 31 and 33 so um, in the upcoming four game weeks they have um, five games to play, play with uh, two being double game weeks so yeah um, who are you looking to target specifically well um, let's go I think team by team there's not much um, obviously we're not gonna um, well, we can look at a bit of bit of <laughs> bit of some. I was gonna say we're not gonna look at uh, trade targets, but we can briefly look at people to to target to trade in. I think we've we've already mentioned, but with with the upcoming doubles and the relatively easy run in and fixtures, um, I think Leicester midfielders. Uh, who have been underperforming somewhat um, are are definitely great, great, great targets. Obviously, the fact that they have they have a game in thirty uh, doesn't doesn't open the obvious uh, door to a to a low ball trade. But yeah. I'd still I'd still do 
anything I could to get in Harvey Barnes or James Madison. Um, not sure. What do you think about this? I um, I offered Dinier and Cedric for for James Madison. Well, I'd um, if I was. I mean, I know what you would say, but yeah. I mean, on the face of it, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, it. I Madison mean, hasn't been pulling up trees. I mean, yeah, Madison hasn't hasn't been hasn't been great, has he? Um, no. So yeah, if if someone's less um, looking to the future and has been frustrated uh, by his by his uh, top asset, then then for sure someone like Digne might be. If he wasn't injured, that would yeah, be I that think, that, a lot that, more attractive because he's that, playing in 30, plus he's got the name, you know? That's what I was going to say, but he's out until, um, definitely until the international break, which is after 30, so it's, yeah. it's, it's not a big call to, to say that you're out. It, it just means that you're out for the next two days, for sure. Um, yeah. And um, obviously with these guys... We have some indication. I think Reese James, who who um, is flagged as being injured and out for the FA Cup, um, but he has been included in the England setup, if I'm not mistaken. So that that would indicate yeah, that's right. That would indicate that he is uh, on demand. So you'd you'd be you'd be pretty. Um, Doing a pretty good deal if you could if you could get Reese James in on the um, cheap as he's injured and he's blanking in thirty, um, looking like looking like they they will get back to um, their uh, regular scheduled programming. Um, they have ten games to play in nine game weeks, but one of them is a blank, so that means that they have. 10 games to play in 8 game weeks uh, after game week 30 which means that they have 2 doubles confirmed that is um, absolutely confirmed that at least 2 of those uh, fixtures will be doubles so yeah um, honestly Reese James is probably the only Chelsea guy I'm I'm unreservedly comfortable trying to trade for I, I like, and these are famous last words. Um, I like Marcus Alonso. Uh, he's been out for a while, but he played the the Champions League match. Gotta think that finally he's back and he's going to be playing a lot of these uh, a lot of these games. They don't have any other left backs other than Saul and whoever is the flavor of the week at at the at the deputy wing back position at Chelsea, but. I think you could probably get him in for cheap, which would be, especially this game week, if you're willing to take a, a short-term hit. Um, so yeah, I would I would add him to the to the list. But as a Mason Mount rosterer, dear God, I'm so upset. Yeah, I I can imagine. But um, I was talking to to Diddy, and now he's 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 getting Mr. His, Diddy. Mr. Diddy is he's getting his executive his Diddy week, weekly weekly pod mention um it seems that we we do that every week now um and he he pointed out that um that with all this uncertainty um chelsea might be and 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 their league position is pretty open and shut so yeah um, it's third or bust it's they're 
they're at at this point in time they're fourteen points. No, sorry. They are no, they're eight points ahead of Arsenal. That's that's pretty comfortable. So yeah. if they get a few more wins under their belts, um even if even if uh, Arsenal and to some extent the the other guys below them um keep on putting results together um that's a hefty lead so so looking at looking at something like after the international break they get a few wins in and um and a and um tough quarter final in the champions league awaits uh wouldn't you be still in the fa cup too right they are yeah they are yeah, um, so they'll go all in on on those competitions then unless they get docked the the nine points that they've been talking about uh, because of the sanctions but yeah otherwise i i think that's a, a fair point yeah so, so in which case that would lead you to um be even less confident. hold them for the double but then probably trade out on a high yeah yeah but the schedules fall in a way that um the Champions League quarterfinals, which they are already confirmed to be in, occupy the midweeks between 31, 32 and 33. Um, they already have a game scheduled for the midweek between 33 and 34. So if by a miracle Middlesbrough beat them, they have a double in that in that um, FA Cup weekend on the 30 gaming 33 but mm-hmm. then the semi-finals occupied the game weeks between 34 35 and 36 so essentially we are looking at either a huge congestion of fixtures like a a triple game week or or something you know in a um, something like playing on a Saturday then on a Wednesday then on a Friday then on a Monday or something like that but that would be that would be a stretch but more more likely it is that they will have they will have a double in in game week 36 and then they will double again in the game week 37 so Jesus. there's there's not going to be much of a uh, wait for the double and then trade out because that's going to be the last game of the game uh, of the of the season after the two yeah. doubles. But that also means, and it ties in together with with the other um, um, futures futures um, topic I wanted to mention is playoffs, and that also means that that these quasi certain Chelsea assets, which I don't think they re- there is a there is a thing such as certain Chelsea has said, but yeah. if you're thinking on like Mount or, or Reese James, then then these guys would be amazing uh gets for uh for a playoff uh bound team. So if you're yeah. already p- confirmed for the playoffs and Chelsea are blanking in thirty, putting in a cheeky bid for 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 these guys um you'd you have to you'd have to obviously hold them and play them um in the in the fixtures in between but 
we're talking about Chelsea assets. So yeah. Um, so when I mean, you'd essentially be fine and okay just getting one out of Reese James, basically. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. But if you're guaranteed one, that's fair. Fair play. Yeah, but if you're looking at if you're looking at um, future values and you're comparing. Um, Playoff assets, essentially. Then I'd I'd implore you to pay the five dollars that we are asking <laughs> to be in the inner circle. Go to our website. Go to the fixture difficulty tracker um, curated by our very own Drafted Thoughts, and and you can you can actually customize that so you can actually um have a look at fixtures from 36 to 38 or or whatever your league does you can you can use a little google google docs thingy and and play around with it set it up so that you can see the playoffs that your league has and have a look at teams that are on the bottom and try to trade assets from the teams that are on the bottom uh, to get assets from teams that are at the top. And and just I I've I've set this up uh, knowing that we'll be talking about something like this. Um, hmm. <laughs> have a look at this. So like Manchester United, who will hopefully, and this is a personal note, be out of the running for fourth spot uh, by then but it's coming soon mathematically yes it is but but they are they are they are playing Brighton Chelsea and Crystal Palace who are surprisingly decent against um, midfielders um, in the last three and Arsenal are playing Leeds Newcastle and Everton in the last three and this is only the single game weeks but Arsenal are likely to have at least one double in 36-37 at least one of those will be a double so I'd look to do a trade and I'm not going to be very um, genie-esque but so I'm only gonna say I'd do Sancho for any of the um, starting Arsenal attackers. But Odegaard, I'd, Martinelli, any of those folks? Yeah, I I I wouldn't do it for uh, Smithrow, although he's back and he he put up six point five ghosts in like twenty minutes against Liverpool. Yeah, so he, he he is. I think he'll be good rest of the season. He's he's back from COVID. He's his Yeah, I just don't see how he um rests that uh that spot back for Martinelli who's been playing um playing pretty well and uh it just fits the system so well. Plus he just despite illness or COVID, he just Smith Rowe just can't just stay fit. Um for a period of time. I mean, there is there is precedent that Smithrow is one of the very few players that you could be comfortable starting from the bench. That's true. What what I do worry about with um, with some Arsenal assets is 
there's a chunk there's two chunks of games in which they play three times in a span of like six or seven days um, so there's going to have to be inherently some rotation uh, in there and I don't know where it falls in the game week but that's going to open up some opportunities for a Smith Rowe start or Pepe start or, or some <laughs> other folks. There it is. There it is. You see it? Yep. You see it? Yep. Just had to shoehorn that in there. But it's coming. It's folks. coming. I mean, I mean, to be Repent. fair, to be fair, um, Pepe, I've picked up to stash Pepe for this blank 30 because even at five minutes cameo with one and a half <laughs> points uh, with an aerial and a uh, dribble completed would be extra extra valuable in such a game week like yeah. uh, this upcoming one so yep exactly. i am i am probably le- unless i i don't think there's any anyone else in the draft society staff that is um possibly a pepe roster already are you a pepe roster already i have am, one am i oh, okay i was yeah, i was gonna I, say i am the only draft society staff member already rostering pepe but but yeah, you you I've, you have already i mean i you started have, him in the double just for the hell of it i knew i wasn't gonna win so yeah. i just <laughs> felt better personally okay. i think this is one of those weeks um, so they've had two games in five days, and then they have the early kickoff on Saturday. So this could be the Villa game, unfortunately for me, because I, I've rostered all of the folks that started against Liverpool on Wednesday and then started preceding that. So this game on, against Villa on Saturday might be one of those games where you see a little bit of rotation. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. So going back to the trade, trade I was gonna suggest, uh, I was gonna suggest trade out Bruno Fernandes for uh, Bukayo Saka, but Oof. but that may be pushing the envelope a bit too much. Um, but but th- this is a playoff league. I mean, a playoff league where. Um, we saw Bruno Fernandes put put up a goose egg against Man City. We know that he he goes missing in big games, um, and and your playoff semi final, you're gonna have Bruno Fernandes against Chelsea, and you're gonna be cursing. Whereas yeah. whereas you could you could in theory have a Bukayo Saka um, in a double. Uh, featuring one what leads uh, in Everton or something Newcastle and then the other one is either Spurs or Southampton Ooh, I like that so um, you you do the maths who would you rather uh, Goose Aggie Bruno Fernandes against Chelsea in your semi-final or a uh, Bukayo Saka on a double game week against Newcastle and Southampton chasing a Champions League spot. Well, it's I mean, it's it's not close for me. Sold. Yeah. yeah. Plus the the thing with a name like Bruno is that uh, you could probably get more out of him to be honest. You could probably get Saka plus plus one. Yeah, probably, probably. Um but you you'd settle for you settle for Saka, so I just exactly. I remember this um a couple of years ago when I traded Trent um, for Antonio. It was the year that, that Liverpool won, and he had just had an amazing yeah, year. Yeah, the restart. But, restart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, they were 
yeah they were uh on the beach already because they had locked up the the title and antonio was just catching fire so happily traded out trent for antonio um but yeah you can start doing that at the near the end of the season if if the conditions are right but yeah i like that i like that trade a lot yeah and 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 with with um with only a certain number of head-to-heads um still to go either in a playoff league in a playoff league you're looking at a very end of the season but even if it's not a playoff league you can actually do trades where where the player you're trading out of similar value obviously you're not going to lose big on trade but of similar value you're trading out a player uh, to a manager or to a team that you're not even going to meet rest of the season so he's not going to come back to bite you um this is yeah. ne- this this is obviously this is this is next level shit so <laughs> <laughs> so it's something that you 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 need to put put the hours in to so this is analyzing head to heads looking at looking at uh, matchups and head to heads so like like this is 4 5 60 chess because doing a trade such as the one we suggested uh Bruno Fernandes for Saka might might get you even more value if you if you'll see um that the guy you're trading Bruno out to uh, plays your rival in a matchup that United play Norwich or something like that so these these are these are the considerations when such short time is rest is is uh, left from the season. These are the considerations that you can um, and you absolutely have to um, take into account when when um, looking at trades. But but yeah, going back to we 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 digress. But going back to um, pickups, um, going team by team, Burnley. I think I'd um, most most of the guys uh, that that have real decent value um, are already picked up in most leagues. So your your um, McNeils, your Weckhorsts, your Turkowskis will have already been rostered, and uh, there's no way you are getting them in a trade. Um, the player I'd obviously look at is double game week uh, maestro double game week god Josh Brownhill um, he's definitely a good hold for for this upcoming uh, set of fixtures and and if you have a spot on your team or you've already forfeited game week 30 then getting Josh Brownhill in on tomorrow's waivers would be forward thinking of the highest um highest order um obviously you're gonna be looking at at the likes of maxwell cornet or or mm. Connor roberts or ashley westwood but i'd shy i tend to shy away from those so um charlie taylor maybe but but you see both of these upcoming um, upcoming doubles are not not that 
not that tasty. So it's City and Everton, with City being the first game. Um, then there's Norwich in 32, which is good. And then yeah. West Ham, Southampton, which both could be good, but could be blowouts as well. So those Yeah, so streaky, those two. Those are very streaky. So... So I would I would shy away from the uncertainty of anyone other than Brownhill um, or Charlie Taylor. I'd pro I will probably convince myself of getting Maxwell Cornet, which I know I hundred percent I shouldn't do. Um, but I just love the guy. Uh, he's he's been he's been horrible, absolutely god awful um, since since uh, the beginning of of the year um maybe this is this this double 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 is his uh redemption who knows who knows well this is a a good segue into our our next segment where we're going to be touching on some of that so you you buried the lead but um let's let's move on to the uh the true or false segment tell me the truth you owe me that much So the way this is going to work is that I'm going to give you a statement and of course you're going to say whether you think it's true or whether you think it's false and why. So not to be confused with truth or dare, not going to be any of, any of that. It will be a, a true or false. So first statement is Kulisevsky is a mid one rest of season. True or false? True. Ooh. True, and um, it is true because Conte trusts him, and I think yeah. that's that's the main thing. They have um, they have a a decent, not stellar, but a decent run of fixtures. They have they have a game week in thir- uh, They have a game in 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 the upcoming game week. They have one more double somewhere in there possibly most likely in 36 um, and I'd take the over on Kulusevsky starting um, seven of the next nine game weeks yeah I think that's fair I mean the the big knock on him of course was whether or not he was going to be um, rotating and sharing time with Lucas as you mentioned, um, the early evidence is that no, that spot is is his. Um, I would I would say true as well, um, solely because I mean, just look at the scores; they they don't lie. The last five game weeks: twenty one point five, ten, nineteen point five, twenty one point five, and eleven, and then eighteen point five uh, this past game week against Brighton. I mean. My God, the guy is averaging over 13 points a game since he's um, hit the Premier League, which is crazy. So, I mean, if he can keep up this form and hold down that spot, and uh, I'm led to believe that both of those are, are still true, then you got to say that he's, uh, that he's a mid-one rest of season. So, yeah, I would, I would agree and say that's, that's true. Um, let's, see what, let's see what Genie had to say about this. He said no. Of course he did. A contrarian son of a bitch. He said no mid two or three. Um, yeah, I mean, the, 
possible, but by based again on on what we have seen so far, um, you gotta you gotta bet on on him being a mid one rest of season. So yeah, so we're two trues, one false, um, and and shout out to uh, to William Jennings Bryan um, who asked me that question and gave me the inspiration to come up with with true or false. So shout out to him. Um, so yeah, but you you have your answer there. Uh, next statement: Thomas Party is a rest of season hold. Um, I will take that one because, as you can imagine, he's your boy. It's a, he's your boy. It's a, it's a true. It's a true for me. Um, it's gospel. Um, I was wavering. Um, not wavering, but I. It was a wait and see approach. Um, I liked what I saw just from the eye test when he came back from from Afcon. Um, master class against against City, um, and then he did 9.5 uh, two weeks in a row, and then he started getting attacking returns, uh, some 17.5s, and then exploded the first part of the the this past double game week with a a 26 and a half, um, and then back to his his solid seven in a in a tough matchup versus versus Liverpool. So those are definitely mid three mid four rest of season hold uh numbers um and yeah given the the extra fixtures and the nice schedule that you mentioned i definitely like uh party as a as a rest of season hold so i will be holding him um just out of curiosity how many um yellow cards do you think he has I, I assume you've seen most of the games. Um, I, I was looking Small for this stat. One live. Um, I was looking for uh, this stat because because I had a feeling about this. Um, he started 21 games so far. So what's your guess on his yellow cards for he 21 games? He doesn't get many yellows, which is surprising for the role that he uh, plays. So I would be... I'd probably say like three or four. Yeah, uh, that's, that was my feeling as well, three. So, oh, wow. So that, that's a really good number. And that's, although in this year's uh, Fantrax default scoring, we have obviously um, um, dropped it a little bit. Dropped yellows to minus two, but still that's minus two points on a, yeah, yeah, yeah. On a, on a low ceiling, high floor mm-hmm. guy. Uh, that's the difference between four and six that's yeah, the difference yeah. between uh, dropping a four pointer and keeping a six point guy who who has a chance to go for nine um mm-hmm. and and that's i think that's that's sneaky that's what but prices out jacka and someone like that that can exactly. score okay exactly. but if you're pricing in a yellow every game and the chance of a red then yeah what's the point exactly okay, that's so, a that's so a fair point I, I think that's a, that's a that's that's a good thing, or or that's something to consider um, when when deciding on on player value and and this mm-hmm. guy who is who is obviously a, um, a great player, but also a, a, a defensive midfielder and and a tough tackling one at that. Uh, you'd expect much more. Uh, yeah. yellow cards so yeah I think that's 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 a that's a decent uh, hold I think that's true as well uh, he, he he's he's good to anchor a real life and a fantasy midfield as well yeah 
Absolutely. You can't put a price on being nailed on um, and not getting yellows in that in that position. So yeah. And and do I, I do I recall that he for some reason maybe it was fitness issues, but he wasn't nailed on last season. He wasn't like truly, truly nailed on. Was he? He had some he had some knocks that he came with um from Madrid, but when he's healthy he's been first choice. Yeah, obviously. But but he had he had some fitness issues. Yeah, no for sure. Um which he's seemingly uh, gotten over uh this season. Uh, yeah. yeah, he hasn't hasn't really had many issues, especially of late, so Yeah. All right. Well, we're in agreement on the first two. Let's see if we can spice it up. Um, so we, you alluded to an element of, of this next statement uh, earlier, so kind of have an idea of where you're going with this one. But next statement is, there are no Everton uh, or Burnley assets uh, worth holding for the upcoming double game week in, in game week 31 other than Tarkowski and Gordon. That's a false. That's an emphatic false. For me. <laughs> um, the doubles are obviously that Man City, Man City there is looming for Burnley, and that could kill most of your defensive value. So I'd be very apprehensive about starting anyone other than Tarkowski um, in in that double. The other one the West Ham Southampton double I'd be happy to start probably any of their starting defense yeah. most mostly Tarkovsky and Taylor but but if if me is back obviously Ben me is a good start as well and in that double that city game is a is a bit of a an eyesore <laughs> there yeah, if you uh, get in the hole of negative five it's hard to get out of in the first yeah and enough. and and maybe that's that's the reason I'd I'd look to start forwards and midfielders more because obviously they don't get the minus two for the goals conceded so so yeah. like if if would you do a, a Ashley Westwood I mean you're banking on a <laughs> one of these set pieces to to hit otherwise he doesn't do much yeah and and even then it's something even then the set looking piece, at nine <laughs> yeah even and, if he gets an assist in one of them and he's not getting the set pieces um like he's not on monopolizing the set pieces either so, yeah so he might it's a big bet yeah i'm i probably wouldn't start westwood um but you're looking at num so midfielders on average, score around 10.6 against Everton. Obviously, your Brownhills, your, your Westwoods are not going to score 10 points. Um, not not going to be guaranteed 10 points. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Mm. But if, if they get like your decent 7-9-ish points and then they get 3-4 against City, that's decent value. That's yeah. that's, and and they and they have one hundred and eighty minutes essentially to, to, drop, or fall in the, um, penalty area and and, 
a ball to ricochet off their butts into the goal and then that's 11 points for you so yeah. it's like I've I've somewhat come around to draft lads way of thinking about doubles like you're giving yourself and the player you're starting a much bigger chance to come up with a better score if you are playing someone who is almost guaranteed 180 minutes yeah and that's why I mean, that's why uh, for me this statement is false because especially for Everton who have West Ham and and Burnley I'd probably be comfortable starting most of the starting 11 starting against West Ham yeah I'm I'm debating whether to like take a punt on someone like a Holgate who you know if they get one clean sheet it's probably worth it you're gonna get some he goes decently you're gonna get some aerials against Burnley um is someone like him worth um punting on because he's um probably keen as well but they they swip they swap around the the fullbacks a bit so I'd be more comfortable starting someone like Holgate who you know is going to start both of them and scores decently. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm on the fence about punting on someone like him. But, yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, but someone like Ducouré or Richarlison or Dubara Gray, I think those are definitely starters for the double. Yeah. How did, how did Richarlison do today? Check. I mean, he just got Shitly. seven and a half in a, in a double. Shitly. Like, man, if he doesn't get a return, he's trash. Yeah. Last three, one and a half, four and a half, three. Ugh. I mean, you, if you have him, you have to start him, of course. It's a, it's a, it's a double. But, man, yeah, you're, you're not happy about it. <laughs> you're definitely not starting him um, and, and expecting anything, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm... I actually think it's also false, but I think it's closer <laughs> to being true than probably you do. Um, uh, yeah, I don't like a couple of those folks that you shouted out, but um, yeah, I like Brownhill and and probably uh, Tamari Gray as well. Um, so it's not as black and black and white as just Turks and, and Gordon, but there are very few um, that you would be confident about fielding for for those DGWs so that's more a it's more a testament to <laughs> how, how uh, dire the straits are for for Everton and Burnley than than anything else but okay yeah. all right so we're in agreement on the on the first three um <laughs> so not much diversity there but the next one might might uh, spring some disagreement so Luis Diaz is the number two Liverpool forward to roster I would say false. Um, so who is the number two? I mean, it's got to be Roberto Firmino. <laughs> right? He's number one. Um, he's number yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. So, so that's, after, so maybe this after is true. Firmino. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still, I mean, even though Mane had a, a poor game against against And Arsenal, a poor I season for Fantrax. Yeah, but he's... If you look at the first half versus the second half, he's really been pouring it on the last couple months. Um, but yeah, that's in comparison to a, a pretty slow start. But he's actually been doing fairly well. I've been pleasantly surprised that he's picked it up a bit um, after a, a poor first start. So, And then 
I mean, Diaz had a um, a good game against in the first part of the the DGW with the goal, but if I would had to pick him or Mane, I still got to go Mane. Oh, I think it's false. How about where does Jota rank there? <laughs> does Diaz come in ahead of Jota? I would, yeah. Jota is yeah. very goal dependent. I mean, yeah, look at his his Arsenal performance. And yeah. What did he get? Eleven and a half with the goal. Yeah. He's like that. Yeah. I mean, I'd be. It's closer for me as a this statement goes, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd still probably rather Mane, but um, it's closer I, than I thought it would be. I wouldn't trade. Sure. I wouldn't trade out Luis Diaz to get Mane. That's how close it is. If if <laughs> I had to choose to trade either of them in for someone else, I'd probably go for Mane. But I w- it's close enough so that the it asset might be Diaz because you wouldn't have to give enough gives a, give as much to get Diaz as you would to get Mane just because Mane still has the name yeah yeah but I have I have Diaz in two of the leagues uh, that I'm in and I'm not considering trade I wouldn't consider trading him out to get Sadio Mane back who would you accept to deal out Mane for to deal out Mane for yeah like what level would it take for you to deal out Mane at this point we're looking at forwards, right? Um, oh, no. not necessarily. Let's see. Just throw me some names. Would you I'll do it me. for Kulisevsky plus plus one? Probably, yes. Wow. Um, hmm. One for one for someone like Kane? Definitely. Definitely. I trade out money for Kane. Would you do Mount plus one? Depends on the plus one, but I don't think that you'd be able to get a decent enough plus one for that to work. Um yeah. I'm not I'm not saying what Genie's saying that Mount is essentially a flat drag bully and I think hmm. he'll be he'll he'll be a decent starter rest of the season but not on on the level that money is so like if it if it's if it's mount and and let's have a look ronaldo i'd probably do it mount yeah. mount and joel matip i'd probably do it so if it's if it's if it's close to tier one, in either position, next to Mount, yeah. then I'd probably do it. I'd I'd consider Mount and Pinnock. What about what about Mane for say Madison and Vardy? So you'd you'd get the extra games with Leicester, but you'd be pretty. You put a lot of your eggs in that Leicester basket. Plus Vardy's still a few weeks out. Would you do something like that? I would, yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd gamble on on um, the Liverpool, um, Liverpool going strong for the quadruple at the end of the season. So there, there being rotation, and Leicester going strong to finish out the season in with any kind of decent, 
decent. Do they really have anything to play for other than the Europa League, though? I mean, they have nothing the to league. play for. They have nothing exactly. to play for in the league. But, but I think they are, like. I'm glad that Liverpool's in a title race because that gives me a little bit more incentive to to hold on to someone like Mane. That's true. I feel. That's true. That's true as well. But but they have so suddenly they have so much depth <laughs> at forward. Like for yeah. season, every season yeah. we had been moaning, saying that they have these three guys and behind them there is like Minamino and Origi and that's it. But now they essentially have, and and however you rate Firmino, he does help with not not probably not the goals, but with all the other aspects of the game, he does help in. So they have they have essentially five players who who are at, at, at the pinnacle of 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 the of the game currently, and they can pick and choose. They can they can. Essentially, other than Firmino on either wing, they can start any of the other four in any of the positions in the in a front three. Yeah, they can change them around mid-game. They can they can adjust with subs during the game. They can start them in any any um, formation in the three. So it's. Quickly, quickly become a fantasy nightmare, other than Salah, and also uh, supporters' dream. Yeah, that's been it's been quite a, a role reversal there, but he can do that. But he doesn't seem to be the type of manager that would. So I mean, he started uh, Mane despite you know having started the last couple and having all of that depth. So like he has the option to do it, but will he actually do it? I'm, I'm not so sure. But it's That's a good point. Something to think about. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So we're both false on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it's yeah, it's closer than one would think. Um, this is an interesting one. Um, there are no Brighton assets worth holding. I would say true. Yeah, I I wrote that and I, I I would say true as well. Yeah, it's just the well, one they've just completely fallen off a cliff form wise, and two, there's just there's not a standout in there. I mean, Mac Attack had his his purple patch, um, and then Pascal Gross still has it in his locker to to ghost out of his mind, but that's few and far between these days. And then otherwise, you just have a bunch of mediocre fantasy assets that aren't worth holding, especially with all of the blanks and double game weeks and twists and turns. Like, I yeah, I think this is I think this is true as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying there are no streaming options there. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely good streaming options on 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 a good matchup. On uh, obviously you're starting Gross whenever he starts, but he can he can fall out of the starting lineup for three games straight you, yeah. you at this point in the season you can't you cannot can't hold a player out. player who who has the potential of not starting three games all right so are you dropping say cucarella at this point yeah definitely definitely yeah i would too lampty as well yeah i yeah. i 
I got suckered into starting Lamptey uh, in the <sighs> double in one of my one of my leagues. Uh, fortunately, yeah. um, I I I got the win. And I didn't need his two points that he mustered in a hundred and two minutes. Um, but no, yeah, he's he's a he's one of those guys that if if this was this was in game week three, then Maybe. I'd say yeah, definitely hold because of his upside and the possibility of of him um, actually getting healthy enough to start two games in a row. But but at this point in the season, uh, there's no value in in players like that. Yeah. There's, there's no roster value. That that's what I mean. There's value matchup value, but there's no roster value there. Yeah, absolutely. I thought about picking up someone like say Sanchez um, for the double, but then quickly realized that this this was a trap for Brighton, underperforming Brighton with two tough matchups. No, thank you. And I. I Proven uh, right. As a matter, what, what did Sanchez get? As a matter of fact, I did, I I recommended him in the uh, sleepers eleven for the for the double uh, that that has just gone, and I think he was he he got a decent score oh, against well. Liverpool. Oh, yeah. huh. Well, you so. got lucky as shit, but. <laughs> He's yeah. been rubbish prior to that. The last the three games before that, negative two point two five and three, and then coming up against Liverpool and Tottenham. But yeah, he just got a shitload of saves. Yeah, yeah, that's that's always a crapshoot for a keeper. But yeah, well, enough. you say it, you say I was lucky. I say I, I'm good. <laughs> well, it's better to be lucky than good, as we've as we found out. <laughs> Um, all right, so that was an interesting one. But um, all right, three three more true and false. Um, this is another interesting one. Harry Kane will end the season as a top three player. What say you? As much as it pains me to say it, I cannot ignore his form. Um, so, nah, I I can't say it. I can't say it. I think that's false. But it's going to be mighty close. Mighty close. So currently, the third highest scoring player is Joao Cancelo with 402 points. And currently, Harry Kane is on 321. So the rest of the season, he would have to outscore Joao Cancelo and everyone in between by um, 80 points that that would mean that he would need to get uh, 10 close to 10 points per game more than Cancelo yeah I don't I don't see it either it might it might get close um, but he's been the form is good but he still can be have those really goal dependent days um, yeah like against United f- he had yeah 11 right 11 and a half with the one goal yeah so in, in the route that they beat Everton 5-0 he scored two goals 26.5 yeah, so you're you're banking on the on the, on the attacking goals. returns, yeah. which which he's had to his credit the past four games. But when he doesn't have it, 
it, you're looking at five or at five or six. Which, for a forward, you know, that's the price of admission. So, fair play. But yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I think it's it's false just because he has so much ground to make up. Will he be a a good asset rest of the season? Of course. All right. Um, moving on to the next one. So. Joel Matip will hold on to his spot and remain a top five defender. I am inclined to say true. Um, Liverpool's been fantastic at keeping a clean sheet of late, um, which is making me rue the day that I ever dropped Allison um, about a month ago. Um, And somehow didn't get Matip in all season. But um, yeah, I'm just kicking myself for that but I just don't see other than maybe rotation with with Konate I just don't see any other way how he could just stop scoring so well um, given that he ghosts in Liverpool keep tend to to keep a clean sheet I mean is it would it be schedule or rotation is there any other kind of headwinds you would see that would prevent him from from doing this yeah I think those are two things well, rotation um, only honestly schedule wise um who is even a difficult fixture for liverpool yeah um, just just city coming up i guess yeah but that's the only one and and matip ghosts out of his mind as well so so yeah i'm i'm honestly i'm i'm not even worried about this i think he'll be he he probably won't reach robertson it's crazy that liverpool have four guys in the top five. Yeah, I mean, that's a testament to the amount of clean sheets that they've kept, um, which just provides such a good floor. Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, um, Van Dyke hasn't been ghosting all that well. It's just a combination of all the all the clean sheets and then the, the odd game where he nicks a return or, or gets some decent goes but didn't he get like nine in the last um the last game where they had a clean sheet against what brighton yeah yeah uh van dyke hasn't been hasn't been his ghosty ghosty self has he yeah um obviously trent trent is top in every yeah conceivable course. defensive and most conceivable overall categories um but if we look at our trusty ghost point tracker um joel matip is 20th best defender for ghost points he is 8.9 ahead of his teammate andrew robertson at 8.8 that's crazy yeah and and um van dyke is only at 7.9 so a full point per uh, start lower for Fundai. That's that's even more than I than I than I thought given his recent form, but yeah, I guess that's about right. He's 50th 50th best ghost pointing def- defender. Can can you imagine what Tarkowski would be like if they had a third of the amount of clean sheets that Liverpool has. I mean, which they take his, which they, which they had in previous seasons, and he yeah. was a top three defender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that just shows how a leaky defense can just tarnish even the best ghosting players. Um, 
yeah, it's it's a shame. But yeah, I think we we both think that that's that's true. So, all right, let's go for the last one here. And you must have put this one in. This is interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure why you worded it this way, but fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was late. <laughs> it was late. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Erickson will get point five attacking because re- you can't even say plural because of return um, per game <laughs> yeah. rest of season. So, so this one, what, one eight, every two eight or games. nine games. So one we'll every get two games. Four or five. Yeah. So yeah. we'll get four or five attacking returns rest of season. Um, I say false. Um, as in he gets I, more. No, as in <laughs> that's true. You could you could go you could say false and then think that he gets more or he gets less. Um, yeah, you really worded this very poorly. I'm going to say false and then I'm going to add because I have to add the qualifier. Um, given the way you worded it, I'm going to say false and say he gets below that because I just don't see it. Brentford are playing terribly um it was a nice ball in for to to tony for um for the goal against uh or the assist against uh burnley but yeah i just don't see them playing well enough uh for him to get that amount of attacking return so yeah i'm gonna say false yep um i'll i'll keep i'll keep the trend going you're gonna say he's exactly gonna get 0.5 attack <laughs> no I'll, I'll keep the trend going and and agree with you in a very um we agreed on all of them yeah i think we have wow you yeah. know very very agree pod but i think um yeah. we uh, need genie i <laughs> definitely um i i don't think it's gonna be far away so i think i think it's entirely a possibility um th- i think he gets two more the fixtures are decent. Um, they have Chelsea in there, but other than that, it's Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham, Watford, Spurs, United, Southampton, Everton, Leeds. Which is pretty yeah. decent. I'm still like, going to stick to two or three, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. Uh, but that would also mean that he is someone you wouldn't roster, right? Right. Because he's, well, he's he has two games playing ninety ninety minutes. One of them is the one that he got an assist in for fourteen and a half, which is decent. Uh, the other one he got one point five against Norwich in a three one win in a three one yeah. win. So Precisely. it look it looks like that he is he is a bit goal and assist dependent. Which is crazy because that's such a shift from his previous Spursy self. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, but if if that is in fact the case, and uh, coupled with with the um, prediction of him getting no more than two or three um, yeah. attacking returns, then then and and those returns obviously you can't um, can't. Uh, predict so you'd trade him out before his game week 30 fixture because now i think if if you're if you would if you're if you know that prediction to be true which you i'm sure you do uh then then you'd also probably agree that having a fixture in game week 30 
coming off a 14 and a half pointer uh, would Absolute be the highest point. the highest yep. point to trade him out totally yeah i would i would play on um on the fact that yeah he got a return and he's getting back to his old self plus he has the added bonus of being one of the few um that have a a fixture and a, a decent one against a leaky Leicester defense. So yeah, I would absolutely try and trade him out uh, and see what I could get this week. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 with you there. Um, we'll see, we'll see. All right. I mean, so that I'm, was yeah, yeah. No, not nothing more to add on Ericsson. <laughs> no, I, I'm just okay. I'm just uh, my mind is racing. It's <laughs> half half. Half, half a, um, half an attacking return a game. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's our first time at this. We'll we'll get better at it. <laughs> so, that was our inaugural edition of True or False. Um, let us know if you want us to uh, to do this again. If you want us to keep it going, or if it was just straight rubbish and don't take into account the the way the the last question was phrased in your, in your response so give us a or maybe if you like slate. if you liked the way <laughs> the last question was phrased if you like sentence fragments then yes please please do we'll be a able fan to, of grammar i mean that's gonna be another i mean first you start the hip-hop podcast then it's gonna be the grammar podcast yeah i mean you're you're giving me cause so we'll we'll look into that. Um, all right, let's get you to bed at a relatively terrible hour. <laughs> let's it's only let's, quarter uh, to three. Yeah, let's let's run through a very quick rapid fire last straw. But okay, but that's the last straw. Just so we can hear. Um, the Andres intro song for, uh, if nothing else. So let's let's zip that's through a, this. So that's, that's not the Andres one, you know that though. Fantasy fate, fantasy for real, fantasy fate, fantasy for real. Oh. No, but I think we can layer it in. Yeah, <laughs> I think Joe. The fact that you're not here does not mean that you don't have to work with this. So we'd like, we'd like you to, <laughs> to, to gratuitously play the other Andres tracks, even though they're not related to this segment. Yeah, so. and or or alternatively, you can just um, have them swoop in. You know what time it is. Fantasy, while we talk that's also an option yeah that's fair we'll give you creative freedom on this it's more worthwhile than probably what we have to say yeah (laughs) all right last straw time um the first one is interesting because he just um popped up for a a nice cameo, but Dominic Calvert Lewin, um, obviously great player, uh, was a house on fire for periods of, of last season. Um, 
started out this season the same, got a really bad knock, has not been the same since, um, but is supposedly back fit. Um, given Everton's um, doubles and fixtures and the fact that they're fighting for their lives, are you willing to give DCL another shot? I am. I am. I'm definitely. I'm definitely uh, on the on the believing in DCL train. Um, I see. I see why someone would have him in the last row, but but I I think with those fixtures coming up, with the doubles, uh, with him, with this, with this start love. Both. He's he has three weeks or two two and a half weeks to go from now yeah but it's it might just be a a preference thing for for lampard i mean to not start his best player (laughs) yeah we've seen we've seen worse yeah i mean previously he's been fit and not selected so I think he personally will but it's not out of the realm of possibility I think that he doesn't start both um, but yeah I'm, I'm inclined to, to give him another shot too um, it's I mean you've, you've stuck with him this long I will say that I've in some of my leagues I've seen folks get him in um, for a, a hefty price earlier in the season um, even after the injury and they've just had to hold him this entire time with absolutely nothing, and it's almost cost them their season. So DCL yeah. has a lot of blood on his hands, but at this point, I think you got to give him another shot. So I yeah. agree. Yep. Um, Jeannie says he's not afraid to drop him. Offer out to your league first. So I think I think I think that's a bait. <laughs> 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 but we've read yeah. it out. All those managers who are in a league with Genie and he has <laughs> DCL, go quick, make an offer. He's about to drop him. <laughs> um, Genie, I love you. Um, <laughs> Miss you. Huang, Huang He Chan. Easy for me. He was never rosterable um, in the f- in the first place. Even on a double, I don't trust him. Um, so yeah, he's he's gone. Yeah, what's agreed. you? Agreed. Yeah. Uh, he's 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 lost his last straw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he lost it a, a long time ago. Genie concurs. Said he was never a fan in the beginning, and I agree. All right, Southampton defenders. Uh, Southampton as a team were on a crazy run, but then the last few weeks they've reverted to type. Um, are you willing to give them another chance, or is that last straw? Um, last, they have they had their last show last week uh, <laughs> for me, and I am even Salisu. Yep, I am dropping Salisu for a, wow. for a blank. Not gonna try and for a blank game week. I I picked him up a few weeks ago from waivers. Um, Not gonna try and trade which him out. Which is crazy. Drop. 
honestly I don't I, I'm not gonna have enough time to convince someone <laughs> of getting in a non non-playing defender for the week for the blank yeah, game week that's fair sometimes it's just not worth it they conceded four against Watford and Newcastle <laughs> um, he scored 12 points 12 12.75 against Norwich with a clean sheet. Yeah. It's just not he's, there anymore. He's he's, gone off the he's, he's a he's a decent streamer. Um if if I can, I might keep him for the game against Leeds, but I see I see some kind of a resurgence with Leeds, so I think they they actually will score a goal against Southampton, which would mean that you're looking at a sub 10 score for Salisu, then it's Chelsea, then it's Arsenal, and then you've yeah. held him for four game weeks where you haven't started him. Yeah, no thanks. That's yeah, yeah that's a that's a fair point. Um I'm ashamed to say that I gave um Kyle Walker Peters another run at it um this week and he performed dismally. So last draw for me too. Some some streamers but yeah, not worth rostering at this point. All right, um, Mikel Antonio. I mean, talk about hot and cold. Was <laughs> top five player the first couple months of the season, and then just fell off a freaking cliff. Um, at this point, what are you doing with him? I think you have to hold him. I don't. I don't think there is much trade value there. Is there? What What would you accept accept for him? I think. I think you're in a unique position this week, given that he starts in a blank. Um, so you have a little bit extra leverage this week. Um, plus, he still has a name, and folks, folks always want to believe that he'll he'll come good just because he's shown it uh, before. So, I think this week in particular, you, there is a trade uh, market for him. Um, but otherwise, is it's, he it's a tough sell? Fit. That's the million-dollar question. I know that there were some issues um, earlier in the week. Did he start the Europa League game today? I'm, I'm just. I'm. Let me check. Just trying to check now. Um, he. He. Did and got an assist. Ooh. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So he's fit. That much we know. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Plus, you can play on on the fact that you got a return against a tough team. Um, this was Sevilla, right? Yeah. Okay. And they got through. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I just realized yeah. that <laughs> they got through. <laughs> they did I play. hate Sevilla, so I'm 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 very happy for West Ham. He did play 121 minutes. That is a short turnaround. Imagine, <laughs> imagine trading him in for the blank, and then he doesn't start. Yeah. Oh, so man. this would be the game week to trade out Antonio. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I mean, if you could get someone like Ivan Tony or someone like that for him, um, that would be uh, an amazing. Would you take game. Gordo for him? Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. I think so too. Yeah. Um, he didn't do the business today. He only got six, but but he was playing a 
an interesting role. It wasn't a attacking role until they went down uh, a man. He was man marking Bruno Guimaraes, so he was like putting in a defensive shift um, for Lampard, who suddenly discovered some semblance of tactics. Uh, so he wasn't. I found found a book under the table that Benitez left there. Yeah, something like that. So I I don't. I don't think this is a, a good indication of um, of his value rest of season, but but yeah, he didn't he didn't do that great. But yeah, what fourteen in a double game week? It's not terrible, but yeah, without uh, a return. So I mean, other other than the than the half pointer against City, which if you could avoid not avoid starting yeah, him, yeah. you wouldn't have started him. Other than that. And and a four pointer against Southampton in a two nil loss. He had he has he has decent scores, decent yeah. decent ghosts, decent scores. I'm not worried, and 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 I think I I still think that Everton, although tonight's uh, victory was was a statement victory, however it came about um, but um, I do think that they will flirt some some more with relegation but but yeah the they have a really t- tough uh, fixture list coming up the goals that they they will score I, I I'd bet that Gordon will be involved in 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 quite a few of them yeah I think I think that's right okay um, this one pains me but he's he's at that point um, Emmy Buendia. Um, I actually think there's a chance that he starts on Saturday. And I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> Villa reverted to the trio of Coutinho, Ings, and Watkins. Worked pretty well for a couple weeks. Um, but they finally lost with that trio. Um, this past game week and Buendia came on changed the game got an assist are you saying that Gerard um, is taking a book from his nemesis's tactic tactical news that um, you have two tactics when you fail when you lose with one you change to the other one <laughs> and then change back I to the one. I think so. I think so. Um, so those, the combination of those those factors plus it's a short week, I think there's a decent chance that, that Emmy comes back into the side. Um, but that's just a, a feeling. Um, I mean, otherwise, on the def- face of it, he's in last straw territory. I, I, I agree. I agree. I um he's gonna be very tough to hold through the international break if he doesn't start this blank you'll be yeah, curse, cursing loud uh if he doesn't start and then you'll be holding him holding him. i mean i'll still be playing him obviously because the, the options are short and he just got a return off the bench but In yeah 10 minutes it's, yeah it's tough yeah yeah, I, I definitely definitely wouldn't try to trade him in. He's it's not. No, a, I'm not confident enough to trade him in. It's but not. I'm also a, it's not a buy low trading him out kind of situation. But yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think the trade value that you have there. I'll throw you. One, I'll throw you a good trade to end the All show. Right. To end the show with, would you Hit take me. Thomas Partey 
for Emily Buendia. <laughs> and and oh, this wraps man. up the uh, pod brilliantly because we started talking about yeah. Thomas Partey and and now we are at Emmy Buendia. Oh god, that is a really good question. And I think I would. Um given Arsenal's fixtures and the fact that he's nailed on and would allow me to sleep at night where I'm not staying up and worrying about uh, Buendia not starting every week. Um, so yeah, peace of mind in the fixtures, I think I would. Yeah, agreed. I think there is a certain roster construction That's where nuts. It is. It is nuts. There is a certain... I mean, ask me that three months ago, I would fucking laugh you out of the building. <laughs> exactly, and you're the biggest Partey fan I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also... Top top fan of Buendia as well, so yeah, I really like Buendia too. I took him in the second round. It's definitely a, a, a tough 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 one. Um, yeah, I I can see a, a midfield where I would prefer Buendia, but on face value, on actual value, I'd I'd much rather Partey. So it's like if 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 you have a midfield of of McNeil. And Sushak and um, Madison. You'd you'd rather have a fourth mid that can pop off with a thirty pointer like Bundia rather than a yeah. than a steady hold like Partey. But but other than that, and that's that's not that's not a midfield everyone has. Other than that, I'd I'd much rather Thomas Partey. So in. In my main league, uh, my current midfield, I have them both, <laughs> is uh, Emmy, Potence, Martinelli, Odegaard, Partey, and, and JWP. Yeah, and so there, I can honestly, afford to hold him. You can afford to hold him, and that's an, that's an ideal midfield for such a rotation option, but in a in a if you if you sat down and analyzed every upcoming head to head game week you might find out that even on the best days ha- however i I'm, I'm not going to say that i know how the fixtures fall but but yeah. with such a rotation risk you you it might be worth just just googling through the game weeks and where the villa fixtures lie because because if they are at the tail end of each game week and you can't trust him uh to to yeah, actually I lost start my cover. then then yeah you lost your cover and then then you obviously uh are not going to see any value from everyone there yeah that's that's a fair point but I'm gonna roll with them until this weekend, at least, and yeah, definitely, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So, all right, that was a, a lovely way to end end the pod. So, um, any last words, Toddy? Give us some good motivational um, words to to get us through this very dark, blank game week period. Well. If you've decided to uh, forfeit your blank game weeks, kudos, you are on an international break already. You'll be able to enjoy... At the beach. Yeah, at the beach. You'll be able to enjoy some football without stressing your balls off on how these random players that you have in this random game that is essentially a glorified Excel sheet 
do or <laughs> perceive to be doing. So good for you. And for the rest of us, yeah, um, you lucky bastards, you lucky bastards. For the rest of us, it's sweating the decision between starting Connor Cody and Shaglar Suyunju. <laughs> Welcome to hell. To hell. <laughs> I've carefully crafted my roster to field a full 11 this week, and I just know that the players I'm depending on are not going to randomly not going to start. Yeah, it's going to be a shit. And I'm gonna be so upset about it. Yeah, you'll you'll you see you see your matchup. You, you your opposition opposition guy has like two guys, but those two guys are like Son and Suchek. And you'll see this guy has two guys. Son has been shit the last couple of game weeks. Even if he gets a return, what is he yep. gonna get? Let's like, optimistically twenty. The other guy Suchek gets you ten. He gets 30. Even if all my guys perform like hell, I'm going to beat 30. And then lineups come out. And seven of your 11 are not starting. And you close up, <laughs> close down the laptop. And I'll tell you exactly who I'm playing. It's a murderer's row. I'm playing Doherty, Pinnock, Tierney, McGinn, Saka, Kane, and... Well, he'll probably drop Bailey if he doesn't start. But yeah, doesn't have a full eleven. But like, that's I mean, points wise, I mean, he he could well outscore a full eleven of shit players. Absolutely. Yeah. God. Yeah, this is gonna be a good weekend for you then. Oh, such good stuff! I can't wait. (laughs) Honestly, can't wait. Time wolves. A clean sheet. I'm screwed. <laughs> well, no, tomorrow. Essentially, if I'm gonna have yeah. a shot, that's that's fair. That's fair. Time to time to go all in on waivers for one Tyrone Mings. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could get. Can't. Maybe you could get Martin Raya in at goalkeeper. Maybe. Ooh, that would be delicious, <laughs> man. That would be a treat. Oh God. Well, on that note, let's uh, wrap her up. Uh, this has been the Key Pass Collective for Toddy and Ryan. Really appreciate all of your support and for listening this long. Um, enjoy the the blank game week, as we obviously will. Um, cheers.